When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I quiz me. I'm going to quiz you on some German sayings. And it's it's gonna be bad in that I'm not gonna know them. <laughs> but they're gonna be hilarious. Because if they're if anything, the Germans have hilarious fucking sayings. No, they, they make do. no sense, but they're great. But they also make all the sense. Yeah. They have words for things that we don't have words for. Which is the great thing about the German language. You can just make up words and it sticks. Good for you, Germany. It's great. I like it. All right. So you ready for the first one? All right. All right. Da legt der Hund begraben. The dog is in the bottom of the lake. So close. Wait, really? <laughs> That's where the dog's buried. Oh. <laughs> and it roughly translates to, like, that's the heart of the matter. Oh, oh! I kind of like that though. It's That's dark. Where the dog's buried. It's dark. Oh, I might. Yeah, I'm, I might start using some of these. I think we need to use like all of these because I think the rest of them have something to do with food and mostly sausage. Well, so. yeah, that checks. Da ist mir Wurst. That sausage to me. Oh my god! <laughs> Which is basically like that means nothing to me. Oh my god! I love it. That's sausage to me. That's sausage to me. <laughs> All right. Alles hat ein Ende, nur die Wurst hat zwei. Hot nerds? I don't know. Hot nerds. <laughs> Everything has an end. Only the sausage has two. <laughs> God, they do love sausage over there. They do. Okay. Sie spelt die beleigte Lieberwurst. Something about free sausage? She's playing the insulted sausage. <laughs> Yo, that bitch is playing the insulted sausage, yeah, though. Like, like, she's incredulous. Like, how dare you? Like, is that, like, kind of saying, like, she's salty? Yeah. Oh, I like that, yeah. but I like she's she's the But she's playing the insulted sausage. Yeah, I like that way better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jetzt haben wir den Salat. No idea. I can't. Now we have the salad. Which means <laughs> now it's a mess. Oh my god. <laughs> and now we have the salad. Now we have the salad of yep. the matter. Yep. And oh my, uh, god. my favorite uh, like amalgamated word that Germans have is Kummerspeck, grief bacon. It's the act of putting on emotional weight, like putting on weight because you're emotional oh my and God. depressed. 
Yeah, like when like when someone dies, like bitches just make you food for days. You get so fat. You got the coomer spec. I love it. I love German. Like they have words for everything that you never thought you needed a word for. Yeah, this is why I love this language. This is why I spent so many years (laughs) studying this stupid language, and then more years forgetting it. Yeah, it's mostly we forgot everything. I forgot mostly everything, but I'm gonna try. Welcome, Rock Candy. Oh yeah, (laughs) your weekly podcast bringing you sweet treats from the world of music. Uh, We are your hosts. I am Maggie. I'm Ashley, and she knows more German than I do, which is going to be useful because tonight's topic is Rammstein. Yay. Which is Rammstein, right? Yes. Like Ram- some people say Rammstein. No. And that's no, wrong, right? Rammstein. Yes. Okay. I'm I was not it right. the greatest at German, but I know it's Rammstein. Also, they do have a song called Rammstein, and that's how he says it. Yeah. So I'm just going to do what he does. <laughs> He's the German one. He would know. <laughs> he would know. He would know. Yeah. Right at the top. Fair fucking warning. I'm a butcher a lot of German today. I'm gonna try to band-aid it. Oh yeah. But you, you'll even do even I'm really rusty, so I, like I think I asked you one of the easiest things off the bat and I still said it wrong. I was like, <laughs> is this how you say that? And you're like, kind of <laughs> close. A little bit. Well, I'm I mean, I took Spanish. Mm-hmm. And Spanish and German, not friends. Honestly, unless you're speaking a different like Slavic language. You're not going to get very close to mm-hmm. German. Also, not a romantic language. Oh, no. Well, I don't know. What's your kink? I mean, it's not a romance language. Again, it's... I'm going to ask, but what's your kink? <laughs> Some people might it's think it's not what real I'm talking romantic. about, Maggie. Oh. <laughs> there are these things called romance languages. Yeah. German ain't one of them. It's uh, Italian, Spanish, and French, right? There's more than that. Latin. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I haven't taken a language in a real long time. I probably study about as much Spanish as you studied German. Like, when we were younger, we could have gone to those countries and been fine. I did go to, do that now. I did go to those countries. And, and it was fine, fine because everybody spoke English to me. Yeah. I didn't even get a chance to speak German to anybody. Except for there was one store I went into where I had to speak German, and I was so happy and proud of myself. I bought a pair of shoes. Ooh, what did you buy? A pair of... Fuck, I don't know. (laughs) You don't remember how to say it? Foos something? I don't know. (laughs) Foosballs. You bought some soccer balls. balls. No. (laughs) I didn't buy soccer balls for my feet. (laughs) Just walking around Heidelberg. Soccer, ball. fucking soccer balls. <laughs> I didn't know how to ask for shoes. And everybody there is like, she's American. Mm, she's a cute little American girl. Don't though, speak German she? to her. She's American. She doesn't know. Yeah, that's kind of the nice thing about Europe. They're like, oh, you American though. You cute. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well. Now, now buy my shit and get out of my face. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Gonna do that. Yeah. See you later. Yep. I'm not gonna embarrass myself any more than I need to. Yep. And for accompanying... Our journey into Germany tonight. We are drinking a German beer. <laughs> please, please pronounce it, Maggie. Helles Ochlenterla. <laughs> Is it? You said, oh, no, och. Ach. 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 Oh, fuck. Okay. Helles Ochlenterla Lagerbier. Very good. <laughs> Which, what does that even mean? It's just a Helles beer? It's a beer that's a lager. I got that from Lagerbier. I don't know, beats me. 
All I know is it's a Roush beer. It is, which, which is delicious. Those are some of my favorites, and that is fantastic. Yeah, I'm not it's even really going to bother to say the shit on the top, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, this is really good. 100%. This is probably one of the best beers I feel like we've had for an episode this year. But I think Absolutely. I'm also a sucker for hot dog beer. Yeah, that smoky hot dog beer. Well, it's this so as, good. This isn't ha- as hot doggy. This is just more campfire. But you know what? You know what? It's, it's the- hot dog in it. <laughs> it's hot dog in it. It's really sausage in it. It's <laughs> We got Germanized for tonight. It's sausage, not hot dogs. We right. the, sa- the sausage is at both ends. <laughs> it's <laughs> And that sausage to me. That sausage to me. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm kind of sorry. This is going to be an hour and a half German lesson, and it's just you're all going to face palm the entire you time. You guys are going to know how to express yourselves in sausage expressions. Yes. Which I mean, do you have to express yourself any other way? No, I can express myself in various sausages. It's fine. <laughs> Which on a from scale, both ends, from one to nine, which sausage are you today? <laughs> can we please make that? Yes, we can. Okay, we should do that. Look out on our social needs for that one, kids, because we're doing it. It's just gonna look like a grid full of dicks. <laughs> Wait, it was supposed to be that, right? Yes. Okay, good, good. It's just gonna be a grid full of dicks. <laughs> Mostly Rammstein's dicks, though. Uh, Ugh, all right. I'm okay with that. So let's get into it because we've probably spent way too much time <laughs> on the German about language. Sausage. You know what? Or we haven't spent enough time. Don't worry. We'll come back to the sausage. Don't yeah. you fear, kids. Come for the commentary. Stay for the sausage. That's our new catchphrase, guys. <laughs> new catchphrase. 2020. Yep. Rock candy. Sausage. <laughs> Rock sausage. <laughs> Woof. All right, we should talk about Rammstein Yeah, we're going to talk about Rammstein now. Okay. You may not understand the lyrics, but you can understand the power and talent behind the world's first New Deutsche Harte band. So, yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, New Deutsche Harte mm-hmm. is a new German hard. Yep. That's what that means. Yep. And Rammstein basically made this genre. Mm-hmm. So just so you know, that's what that means. And I probably won't say it again. I'm going to try to speak as little German as possible. <laughs> Rammstein has been entertaining the world for 25 years and have always managed to shock or offend someone with their no-holds-barred controversial music themes and outrageous live shows. For these guys, art is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. But it's not just the shock value that kept this band in the game. Each band's members' talents run deep, and they have all worked together as a cohesive team since day one, never changing a single member and making the conscious decision to get everyone's input on everything they do. And I'm pretty sure that all of them, except for one of them, there's like seven of them. Six. There's six of them. All except for one are like six foot three and taller. Yes. Actually, the keyboardist is very tidy and very much like, which one of these is yeah. not like He's the other? He's like literally five foot eight. He's adorable. And the rest are six foot eight. But like, I'm s- every member of this He's- band is just lovable and I'm here for them. Absolutely. Oh my God. But yeah, like, here's the thing. Six dudes never changed them. Six. Yep. Where the fuck That's- have you even heard like of a four man band that didn't switch up? And they've been around since the 90s 94 95 yeah so yeah. that's a long time 25 to, years to never have changed yeah a lineup and their music's still good so yeah so yeah 
Were you just gonna uh, say so? Fuck off. <laughs> kind like, of, but yeah. like, let's see what the rest of you got. Okay, I mean, it's all sausage to me. It's all sausage, and now we have the salad. But now we have the salad. <laughs> Maybe it's the language barrier or heavy loud music that has kept them on the outside of mainstream popularity, with a few exceptions. Mm-hmm. Really, just one exception. But today we're gonna give you the story of the band Rammstein and why it's time to give them their due. Damn it. So yeah, you know what the fuck you was? That was good. That's where you yeah. should be. Yeah, fuck you. They're yeah, good. fuck you. They're fantastic. Seriously, though. This shit slaps. <laughs> <laughs> One of the keys to understanding who Rammstein is and why they work the way they do is to talk about where they're from. Germany is a country with a lot of excessive change in a very short amount of time. Extremely excessive In fact, change. you can probably say a lot more to everything that, like, I mean, between all of the world wars to the cold war to the berlin wall i mean that that was like 40 years yeah that's not a very long time for such a massive amount of change yeah to be like leading the world in climate change yeah not or not leading it in climate change but efforts to stop yes, climate yes, change yes, yes, is yes. what i meant They're like hey like stop being assholes also stop polluting and over here in america we're like whoops also we're gonna populate our country with you know solar windmills because, you know, we need to not have any emissions whatsoever. That's and that's our goal. The cancers. The windmill. Yes. <laughs> the wind cancer. The wind cancers. During their youth, the band members only knew of a divided Germany, with the Berlin Wall separating the East from the West. Because it was from, uh, I think, 61 to 89. Mm-hmm. And they were born somewhere, like, in the 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. The guys of Rammstein are all from East Berlin and were raised in a communist state, oh, being wow. fed propaganda of the, quote, fascist nations to the West. All of this makes so much sense now. Right? Well, if you understand. I'm not going to go deep into the politics or the history of that. If Basically, you want that, I bet if you go to, like, Dan Carlin's history... Hardcore yeah. history, he probably has a whole thing about it. But basically, East and West were, East and West Berlin were separated within um, East and West Germany. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Western Berlin was more... Like, liberal and open, I guess? More liberal, more accepting of Western cultures. Right. Whereas East Berlin was very closed off, still very communist, still very... Um, Communist or fascist, I would say. Communist. Really communist? Yeah, like, and they were working a lot with the Soviets. Yeah. So that's, I mean, they were involved in, like, the Cold War and things, so. Right. Yeah. So So that's that's basically what the boys of Rammstein grew up with until the fucking 89. Yeah. And like many disillusioned teenagers in that time and place, it made sense to start punk or rock bands to find a release for all the tension they were feeling in their daily lives. It wasn't until the late 80s that the walls would fall and these guys would find each other to create a band the world has never seen. Guitarist Richard Kruspe was in a band called Orgasm Death Gimmick. (laughs) They literally just opened an English dictionary. (laughs) These are good words. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good to words. Good to words. <laughs> when he met vocalist Till Lindemann, who was currently playing drums for the band First Arch, which I think just is First Ass. What is it? First Arch. Oh, I don't think that's the word for ass, but... <laughs> Either way. Coming from this guy, it could have been. It probably was, though. It could have been. At the time, he was living with some friends, also playing in bands of their own. 
bassist Oliver Rydell was in the Ink oh, was in the Ink and drummer Christopher Doom Schneider was also there as well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't long before they joined forces to create a whole new band called Rammstein. Today they deny it, but the story goes they named themselves after the 1988 air show disaster that took place at the Rammstein Air Base operated by the U.S. in Germany. Huh. But now they're kind of saying, oh, well, I mean, you know, it wasn't really that because we have the extra M and the extra, with the extra M, the word Rammstein translate into ramming stone. And they're like, because we sound like a ramming stone. Do you? You and so they just named they're... yourselves Grand and been like a really cool Lord of the Rings reference. Oh my god, but serious, they aren't nerds. <sighs> they get they get way too much pussy to be nerds. <laughs> like, yeah, and arguably you, they probably didn't grow up with Lord of the Rings, no, so no, no, they don't know. They, they don't know. know. In 92, the guys went to America to experience a culture they had only read about in books and seen in movies. They did a bit of performing in addition to their sightseeing. This is rather difficult for them as they really didn't know any English. Till knew like just enough to get by, but even his skills were limited. One time their car was towed and he's trying to talk to them. And I guess that was a really upsetting experience for them because they're like, look, like we don't really know English, but nobody would slow down or try to speak Everyone was just like, well, if you're in America, you need to speak English. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And My like, name's Karen, and I fucking hate you. <laughs> Karen is on the phone with, to like, well, there's a fine. And he's like, fine? Is this fine? <laughs> oh, yeah. no. And they were speaking on the phone? Yeah. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, nope. And I should also, I did not cite my sources because we were way too busy speaking German, <laughs> but uh, a lot of the stories that I've gotten, a lot of just the general things are from the documentary called Rammstein in America. Mm-hmm. You can get it for free on Amazon Prime. Do it. It's great. It's really good. And they intersperse concert footage. And oh, that's how I talked to you about their concerts. But also this makes sense for why they don't speak english when they're creating music yeah they refuse they they hands down refuse right because first of all if you grew up in east berlin you're not going to grow up knowing any english no you're not even going to be really exposed to any like american television or radio or music or anything no um and also if the first time you go to america your experience is this you're going to be like fuck you america i'm not learning english yeah yeah, which is fine. Yeah. And I mean, also, too, you're coming from Europe. In Europe, like, they do try to understand other languages. Or they'll try to be a little bit more accommodating, I feel like. Yeah. In America, and- we're like, you don't know English? Well, I can't help you. And from what I understand, a lot of countries have their um, school children start learning English yep. at, like, seven or eight years old. Oh, yeah. We don't start learning until we're, like, 16. By that time... Our brains are fucking Mush. not susceptible to learning something like that. Yeah. You have to start kids young if you want them to be bilingual. I will say, I think nowadays we do start kids on Spanish a lot earlier, which is good. That's, I think we that's need to a do start. That. Yeah, honestly. Well, what they didn't know at the time was that they weren't the only German band seeing America for the first time. Oh. A punk band called Feeling B was there. <laughs> I was waiting for a look. Okay. Feeling B was there as well, and their lineup included guitarist Paul Landers and keyboardist Christian Flake Lorenz. Mm-hmm. Everyone experienced a bit of some culture shock from their time in the States, but one of the most useful things they got out of it was a lesson in how to perform. 
Many of them grew up on popular music from Western cultures, and it should come as no surprise that one of the bands that they truly idolized was Kiss. Oh. Everyone loved Kiss in the 80s. But why, y'all? Because I think 80s Kiss is a lot different than today Kiss. And I think if we were in the 80s, we'd probably like him and respect him more, too. Gene Simmons but we today known, but is we, the same Gene Simmons from we 1986. Didn't, we didn't know who he was because we didn't have social media, so it's easier to just look at their painted little faces. Can and we like, just go back to not knowing who he is? Because I would love to. that would be fantastic. I feel like because so many bands that we've been talking about lately are into Kiss, we always have to talk about Gene Simmons, and I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can save that for a bonus episode. We can just go off for a half an hour on Gene yeah. Simmons and his garbage views. You guys want to hear us bitch about Gene Simmons, get a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> they had caught many concerts and noticed that Americans perform at like 110%. Even if there are only two people in the crowd, you play hard and you keep the energy up. Combine all elements and you can see the path that they took to creating the insane theatrical live shows that they put on now. In 1994, Rammstein won a contest where the prize was a whole week in a professional recording studio, and it was here that they created the demo that caught the attention of Paul from Feelings B, who was immediately hooked. He wanted in. Hmm. And they were happy to have him, especially if that meant he could bring along his bandmate Flake. And then the final lineup for Rammstein was in place and would never see any alterations. Soon they would see themselves signed to a label called Motor Music, who would help them produce their debut album, Herzlied? Herzlied? Herzlied. 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 Yes. Woof. Also, if you look at the cover for this fucking album, it's ridiculous. It's all of the band members with no shirts on standing in front of, like, a view of sunflowers or something. Okay. It's really uh, sublime meets crazy town. <laughs> It's so not Rammstein at all. <laughs> so go look that up. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, now I'm just picturing Rammstein covering Butterfly. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. <laughs> it's better already. It is. They really should do that. Yeah, this needs to happen. From it came a fan favorite single, Du Recht So Gut. You Smell So Good. Another song based on the book Perfume. Oh, no shit. Yeah, shit. Well, that makes sense because the guy Everyone who wrote it- Everyone loves that book. Well, the guy who wrote it, Patrick Siskind, he was German. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, it's probably a pretty popular book in Germany. Oh, I'm sure. It's really and They good. love weird shit like that. It, so it was this... a weird fucking book, but it is fucking fantastic. I really need to read it because we keep finding all these people who base songs off that. I have it. I all stole right. it from my local library in 1999, so... There you have it, kids. Steal from your local libraries. <laughs> Do it today. Don't let them have all those free books. I just forgot to take it back for 30 years. 20 years. Fine. 20 years. It's fine. It's fine. They don't know. Shh. Right off the bat, their live performances became a thing of legend. Pyrotechnics were the name of the game for Rammstein shows. At first, it was small things like propelling sparks over the crowd, breaking fluorescent lights over each other... Or Till coming in wearing a coat that was on fire. Okay. These were just the small things, BT dubs. But these would soon grow into all-out firework displays, flamethrowers, and just about anything yeah. you can think of with fire and lights. These guys are pyromaniacs, basically. At this point, Flake, he walks on a treadmill 
while playing the keyboard on stage so he could just keep moving. That's a good idea. Yeah, and he wears like crazy light up suits and shit. Yeah. It's delightful. And I love it. I want to know who made their stuff. Yeah, I actually didn't get into that. Is this like a guar level, like we have minions in a warehouse making this they shit? They must. Or... Well, like, hold on, they're German, so like they have that well-oiled machine shit going on. Yeah. That German ingenuity. German guar. German guar. All right, I'm here for it. They toured successfully throughout Germany during 1996, but had their sights set for bigger goals. They wanted Senpai to notice them in America. Mm-hmm. So they sought out someone who would help them get over to the U.S. for a tour. And that's when they hooked up with Bob Biggs from Slash Records, who found their live shows to be so compelling, he was willing to take a chance on them. Good old Bobby Biggs. Bobby Biggs! Mummy! He did whatever he wanted. Bobby! (laughs) (laughs) Rammstein wasn't just ambitious when it came to touring, but their music videos, they had to be a big deal too. Yes. When they were told to consider directors for their first music video... They suggested David Lynch because they loved film, like especially Richard. Well, I mean, right? if I'm in a band and my record company is like, so who do you want to direct your music video? I'd be like, David, David Lynch. Lynch. <laughs> right? I mean, that's where you go. Go big or go home. However, they were told, yeah, that guy does movies, not music videos, guys. But. Well, you know what? I'm taking the sausage. That's sausage to me. Well, now we've made a salad. (laughs) Then we've made a salad. And now we've made a salad. Sausage salad. Woof. That's just a bunch of dicks, like, just slapping each other around. (laughs) This is just going to be dick jokes, guys. It's on point The Germans started it, okay? Yeah, right? And we'll turn this podcast right around. (laughs) But even though they kind of were told, like, guys, can can you be more realistic? They still sent David Lynch their music. They sent him a CD. Honestly, I can I can see it right? in a They're David like, Lynch Can you movie? just listen to our music, David? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Now, David Lynch never thought he would bother with it until one day he was driving around and he put... Hair, hair, hair slide. Hair slide. Mm-hmm. Thank you. He put hair slide on in his car and immediately fell in love with the dark and heavy sound and inspired him to use some of their music for his upcoming 1997 film, Lost Highway. Oh, that's perfect. Right? On top of that, he's notorious for playing music while filming scenes. So during the jail scene, he would just play that album on loop. Nice. While they're acting. And um, Scott Ian from Anthrax and like Henry Rollins, they're in Lost Highway. Uh-huh. And they talk about how, in the documentary, they talk about how it was so crazy because we never heard this music before. And we're in the scene and we're just like... What is this? I love it. So, you know, they knew what was up. But Henry, Henry, Rollins, Henry Rollins always knows what's up. What's up hotline? Yes. Still needs to happen. Answer is Romstein. He's like, yeah, fucking Romstein's great. I love it. I pass it around everywhere. It's great. That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm Henry Rollins. That's what's up. Oh, I miss the Henry Rollins what's up hotline. Oh, I almost forgot about it. I did too. The two songs featured on the soundtrack were Rammstein and Harate Meek. I think. Is that how you say it? Fuck. Don't laugh at me. I don't... Oh. I would say Harate... Harate Meek. Harate Meek. Yeah. Okay. But both are really good songs, actually. I've never seen Lost Highway, 
but I, I haven't remember, either. But, but I, I was into the soundtrack. Because oh yeah, it had Rammstein, Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson, Smashing Pumpkins. Like it was good. It was our teenage angsty dream soundtrack. It really was. I actually almost used that for a favorite movie soundtrack. Yeah, that's in there. Yeah, but it lost to The Crow, which was slightly oh. more angstier teenage. <sighs> Ever so see, slightly. I loved the Crow movies. The yeah, first two. the Crow movies. And I still haven't seen Lost Highway, so I feel like I can't. Right. But I, I don't... Look, I like Twin Peaks. I don't know how much I like David Lynch movies, though. But wasn't um, The Perfect Drug on that soundtrack? Yes. Ooh. Still a jam. Yeah, that's a fucking bop, man. <laughs> the release of the film coincided perfectly with their first tour of the U.S. supporting German industrial band KMFDM. This makes sense. So much sense. But clearly, that's not enough for these guys. In August 97, they released their sophomore album, Sein Sucht. Yes. And this would be the thing to blow up their popularity around the world. And now enter Du Hast. Du. Du, du Hast. You can't say. You du can't Hast even, like, me. You can't even look at the name Du Hast immediately going, Du Du Hast. You're doing it right now in your head. I know you fucking are. Don't even act yep. like you're not. You are. And that little <laughs> is totally playing in your head, too. It's all in there. Don't even tell me it's not. It's the little ditty that Americans know Rammstein for. Yep. The music video featuring the band members wearing those creepy masks and setting a dude on fire got heavy rotation on MTV, which at the time was everything for a musician. It helped to skyrocket the band to new heights of fame that will leave you saying, well, that escalated quickly. It sure did. It sure. And a lot of people- And there's the sausage. And there's the sausage. Indeed. <laughs> they just whipped that sausage right that, out. That is where the dog is buried with the sausage. Oh, yeah. It's a wiener dog. I, I'm, <laughs> picturing, I'm picturing a dachshund. It's a sausage dog. It has to be. Um, but yeah, like, nobody had ever heard- a song sung completely in German before, especially Sometimes, a metal song like that. Like, you have Falco's Rock Amadeus, which is half German, half English, uh-huh. and Nena's 99 Luftballons, sometimes they would play the German. Sometimes. Sometimes they would play the German But they. Version. But here's the thing. Is but that the Nena, German is far superior to the English version. Exactly. But Nena even felt like they had to make an English version. Right. Rammstein, I think Rammstein actually did do an English version, but only of Du Hast. And they still never played that, though. Of course. It's because, not as good. Yeah, if you're going to do fucking industrial metal, guys, it's got to be Angry German. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah. And here's the big misconception. As many think the song translates to, you hate. It's not. But, I know. But it's <laughs> I actually... went on a rant about this, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. But it, it's, I mean, it is a common misconception as well. But I, I didn't know what it actually was. Yeah. It turns out that it's actually playing on the homophones du hast, which is two S's, which is you hate. Yes. And then du hast, which is you have, and it only has one S. Right. And if you look at it, it's spelled H-A-S-T. Right. So he's saying you have. You have. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying, though, in the English version, they're just like, fine, you hate. We'll just say you hate because fuck it. Hate America. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't hate America at all. They actually are very fine with our country, but it's just as funny. So there's your ger- there's another German lesson yeah. for today, kids. Yeah. And while that's a good jam, I actually preferred the first single off that album, Angel. Mm-hmm. Engel? Engel. Engel. Which means angel mm-hmm. in German. 
and it for a long time it was used as the finale in their live shows, with Till coming out wearing a massive set of metal angel wings that would light up and shoot out flames. I do remember those. He basically couldn't really, he could like come up out from under stage and stand in his spot, and he really couldn't do anything yeah. else. But you'd probably be dangerous to do so if you have fucking fireworks they're, being shot off from your back. And they're probably like super fucking heavy. And you know what? Hold on. I think I've omitted this part from my notes. Can we talk about what these guys like really look like though? Because Till was a fucking Olympic swimmer. Yes, he that was. That guy is fucking beefy. Um, I am. Every single one of them, I think, is very attractive. Except for Flacca. Oh, no, I mean, like, he's not beefy. He's, not, he's beefy. just tall and gangly. Yeah, they're all beefy, but Flacca is, like, he's just sweet little nerd boy. Yeah. He's the keyboardist. Yeah. Um, But they are beefy boys. <laughs> beefy boys. And I am, like frighteningly attracted to them especially till like i'm like yeah. i'm really attracted to you but i'm also terrified of you but i'm really attracted but to that's you. part of the attraction is that you're terrified right it's just like in wade's world yeah <laughs> what is it do i frighten you no do you want me to <laughs> like i feel like that looking at them and like richard is also like he's just got them pretty eyes oh oliver's really cute no they're all real fucking attractive yeah um Back when their video for Sona came out, mm. I was like, oh, you're covered in grease and dirt and you're oh my God. doing manual labor. Yep. It's hot. It's hot. I'm here for it. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm, he- I'm here for that sausage. Yeah. That's my sausage. <laughs> I would like seconds. Yes. Thank you. Hold the salad. Here for the sausage. Went back from pescatarian. <laughs> I'm going to hock that fleisha. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> German. German puns. <laughs> but also, like I was saying, Engel. <laughs> Fuck. It's I the German language just eludes me. But that's probably my favorite Rammstein song. Like I every time it comes on, I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to this. This is a fucking jam. Yeah. And solid. My jams are on Mutter. Mutter yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah, we will though. That's a good fucking album. I told you though, their live shows are a spectacle to be had. And nothing is more of a spectacle than when they perform the song Buch Dick, which is bend over in German. <laughs> Not they big have... dick. I know a lot of people probably heard Buch Dick and thought, oh, big dick. No, it no. means bend over. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of um, deceptively sexually explicit songs. and I, I don't think I, they're deceptive. I only say deceptive because they're in German and oh. we don't know German. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Normally, if they were in English, they would not get any radio play. No. But no. since they're in German, maybe they'd get some air- airplay. Maybe. Maybe. Until you look up the lyrics and then you're Ooh. like, oh. oh. Well. Oh, clutch my pearl. When you see the live show mm-hmm. and they perform this, during this song, Flaka leaves his keyboards and goes down to the front of the stage with Till, who pulls out a large dildo from his pants and proceeds to ejaculate all over him and the audience in an outrageous display of fake semen. They're German guar. They're German guar. They're just German. They're industrial German guar. Right. With more fire. Less With, blood, yeah. more fire. Yeah. And it's really funny in the documentary because you see some guy backstage just pumping on like a basically looks like an old school bicycle pump of like trying to get all of like. Trying to get the fake dick to ejaculate. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. And it's amazing. It's amazing. And it's a mixture of water and liquor. Huh. So don't be a child. You can't be a child in the front of a 
Rammstein show. I don't think any parents should really let them go to a I think a lot of parents have, show. though. Well, good for you. I know, right? Educate Cool kids. parents. Cool parents. Mom, why is he doing that to that man? It's fine, honey. They're in love. It's all fun and games, though, until a Puritan's sensibilities are damaged. Rammstein grew up in a communist East Germany. So they always assumed that America was the land of the free, right? And you can do whatever you want. The porn capital of the world wouldn't have a problem with simulating sex acts, right? You would think. Right? But America, they're not contradictory. No. They're not closet conservatives. No. No. Except they are. Yeah. For example, the police of Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester. Wait, Worcester. Worcester, Chassamusets. What did you do now? Shout out to Worcester. <laughs> well, they were not having it, and they arrested Till and Flocka that night. After they spent an evening in jail and paid a hefty fine, they were released. However, they still dealt with the repercussions of going to court over the matter while they were still touring in 99. Mm-hmm. And... I think traveling for them was a little bit hard for the meantime as well because they were on a list. So if they had to go through customs, they were extra questioned. And like the rest of the band would have to wait for them. Because they got arrested? Yeah. They were on the list. And because they were arrested for like lewd acts. Ooh. Ooh. Gonna do lewd acts in the airplane? What? <laughs> Who cares? Like, just... they're gonna do the airplane lewd acts. But it's stunts such as this that probably got them a spot on the inaugural Family Values Tour back in 1998. Woof. <laughs> they were accompanying bands that were huge at the time, though, like Corn and Limp Biscuit. It was a real new metal wet dream. Oh, I forgot about the Family Values Tour. I didn't. <laughs> no one did. I'm sure a lot of people wish they could. Yeah, we all do. And it's actually funny, in the documentary, they're like, we were like, oh, wow, we don't deserve to be here compared to all these acts. I'm what? Like, honey. Oh, honey, no. No, yes. This is, you are why we should be, why we yes. should be going to the Family Values Sweetie, tour. you're the best thing about this shit. Yeah, like, you're probably why a lot of people, well, now why a lot of people would go to a Family Values tour. Honestly, they would tour with OzFest all the time, and I never went to an OzFest, but all of my high school friends would go all the time. Right. And they would always come back and say that Rammstein was the best part of that fucking part show. of the entire. A lot festival. of people say like, "Pray you don't have to go on after Rammstein because no yep. one's going to be impressed." Also, I bet the floor is going to be a little slick. So careful, semeny. It's fine. Careful, careful some there. Nice grippies on your shoes. Ooh, some grippy rubbers. <laughs> grippy rubbers. <laughs> grippy rubbers. <laughs> Rammstein was exactly where they wanted to be. Worldwide fame, award nominations, and all of it being done their way. They haven't even started to sing in English, and considering all the dangerous pyrotechnics, no one suffered any serious injuries. They were on top of the world. So what was gonna come next for this international household name? Hmm. Well, you'll just have to wait till after the commercial break to see. Fine! I need more beer. Okay. And we back. Hi. You know, honestly, they're like, five out of five stars. We'll buy this beer again. Absolutely. This it's is delicious. Great. This is super good. Because you know what? Germans know some things real well, and one of those things is beer. And sausage. And sausage. You know what? I can appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So we're at the turn of the century, the year 2000. Picture it. Picture it. Do we have to? <laughs> Y2K. 
Jenkos. Always. Every time. It's just exactly where we go to. Y2K. Jenkos. Yeah. All the time. McDonald's? Mickey D's? Why not? McWorld. McWorld. What? Is, what? It was like the kid thing. McWorld. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Rammstein was reaping their popularity all over the world. Their tours were as popular as ever. Their music was on the radio. And they were already releasing a third album called Mutter. But as many know, with growing popularity comes growing criticism. Indeed. Because once people notice you, people are like, I don't like you. I'm going to tear them down just because I can. I don't have anything better to do with my life right now. (laughs) But sit on social media and bitch about things. (laughs) I need to feel better about myself, so I'm going to tear down some other people. Cool. Okay, boomer. (laughs) Topical humor. The media attempted to throw the band under the school bus after Columbine because... Because Columbine ruined everything. Honestly, though, thanks, douchebags. But what happened What happened was they found a picture of one of the shooters wearing a Rammstein shirt. And since then, they have had the finger pointed them for other school shootings, especially when they're cited as a favorite band by the shooter. It just makes me so fucking angry that people still... Still! It's 2019, bitches. 2019! Yeah. Blame rock bands or metal bands for shit like this. It's... No! No! It's because... Nope! 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 We're not! We're not gonna do it! We're not gonna do it! Not gonna do it! We're not! But, yes, I agree with you. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, I know exactly what you're saying. And it's stupid. Music... And, And this... This... This is... Now we have the salad. Now we have the salad. Oh, this is the salad. This is the this salad, is salad we have portion now. Of the meal. They were already getting a lot of flack about their live performances. They basically couldn't perform in Chicago because in Chicago, you're not allowed to use fire that much because there were a bunch of, remember the Chicago fires? So they're basically like, you can't use fire. So it's like 1899 and still they're like, no, no you no can't fire. use fire. Well, at one time in the 90s when they were touring, the first time they went to Chicago, they were like, yeah. No fire. And they were like, well, we can either not perform or we can just perform without pyrotechnics. And they begrudgingly performed without pyrotechnics. But they were like, I can't do this. And wasn't the Great Chicago Fire started because a cow kicked over a lantern? Choices, Chicago. And now they're like, but since that cow kicked over a lantern a hundred years ago, Rammstein can't use pyrotechnics in a controlled environment yeah cool chicago yeah many people were opposed to the explicit reenactment of sexual situations but on top of that some are beginning to accuse the band of being right-leaning fascist nazis because this is we don't understand tongue-in-cheek symbolism guys guys this is why we can't have nice things It is. It is, though. This is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have Rammstein. Because fucking idiots are like, they're speaking German and I don't like it. They must be Nazis. No. You know where there's Nazis, guys? In in America? In America! That's real weird. English-speaking motherfuckers. That's so weird. We're not doing this. We're not doing it. But, like, Nazi is a real trigger word, isn't it? Rammstein? <laughs> that and Tiki Torch. Those are my trigger oh, yeah. words. <laughs> Tiki Torch and Nazis. I can't do it. Ah! Yeah. 
Tiki torches. <laughs> she goes crazy at a Home Depot the in the summer, guys. I, nobody can invite me to a backyard barbecue. Nope. She lo- like talk about the great fire. That's what Ashley knocked over all the tiki torches in my backyard. <laughs> Just fucking go fucking Tasmanian devil on that shit. <laughs> no tiki torches. Like Joan Crawford. Yes, you Joan Crawford the shit out of tiki torches. It's ridiculous. Rammstein has always faced lashback from the fact that they use a lot of fascist imagery in their work. But many don't get that it's tongue-in-cheek. Nobody understands the nuances of this shit. No. They, the guys grew up in East Berlin and were pretty progressive in all their views. Yeah. Do you really think they're going to be like, yeah, no, nah, we're Nazis they're now. They're not Nazis, guys. They're not. Just because they're, they're Nazis. German. They're not Nazis. <laughs> Just because they speak German. And won't speak and have, English. And make music that sounds like relatively authoritarian doesn't mean they're fucking Nazis. Like, shut the fuck up. I mean, the poor, the poor German language. This is all Hitler's fault. Also, if they were Nazis, do you really think that they would try to be, like, covert about it? No. Also, Nazis are a lot of things. One of them is not covert. So you know what they are? Homophobic. You know who's not homophobic? These guys. Right. Yep. Yup. When they released the video for their cover of Depeche Mode Stripped, They used footage from the 1938 German documentary Olympia. It was directed by Lenny Reifenstahl, a Nazi sympathizer. So some then deemed the band as Nazi sympathizers as well. But again, like they're using this footage as just like this like bullshit kind of almost poking fun. Mm -hmm. And like, man, look how stupid Germany was. So in response to all this fucking just hullabaloo. They made a video for the first single off Mutter, Lynx 234, and it was a CGI video using ants and beetles to portray the struggle of the left faces in trying to stop the right from taking over. Overall, at the end, the ants representing the communist proletariat working party win out over the Nazi beetles. Yeah, because they're not fucking Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this whole song, they wrote it because people were accusing them of being Nazis. And Lynx 234 is a common, is like what the Germans say in uh, when they're doing their marches. They're trying to keep in the time. Army. Yeah. Um, so they kind of like use that as kind of turning the tables a little yes. bit. That, and that's what I'm saying. Like, they don't come out like... They're not a band that's going to come out like, we're not Nazis, la la la. <laughs> they're not going to do that. That's not a song that yeah. Rammstein's ever going to make. Because they're smarter than that. Right. They're way more nuanced. They're way more intelligent. They're not just going to be like, but we're not Nazis. They're going to be like, we're not fucking Nazis. Also, by by Mutter, it's a good album. <laughs> it, it really is. It a is, album, though. It's though. A, it's a fucking solid album. Overall, Mutter is commercially and critically successful and they even get more notoriety through film with a cameo in the movie Triple X, where they perform Fear Frey. Fear Frey. It's a really good song. Frey. It's a really good it's song, though. so good. Like, that's, yo, I need to make a fucking driving mix with nothing but Rammstein songs. You need to fly a really fast plane to that song. Yeah. It's just so good, though. People. And watching the live footage of them perform it, that's when he brings yeah. out the uh, the fire bazooka. 
fire bazooka. I'm, I'm not kidding. But it's a flamethrower, but it goes it over his shoulder. It looks like a bazooka. Yeah. 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 It's, it's great. amazing. Also, Ryan Rouse is a good fucking song in case you need it. Ryan Rouse means in out. He's talking about sex. Oh, yeah. He's talking about fucking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good fucking song. Actually, on the last album, Sinsukt. 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 Yes. Uh, the last song um, is something about fur frog. And it's just about, which is what they call pussy. Yeah. And it's like from the point of view of a woman of like, can you please just fucking go down on me? <laughs> See? Not only are they all about sex and really progressive about it, they're really they're progressive givers. about sex. They're givers. Oh my yes. God. I just, nope. I start, my brain went places and I'm like, I'm going to bring that back. I have to reel it in right now. Yeah. Everyone reel it the fuck in. No, I'm serious. At this point, they were beginning to feel the burnout of constantly touring and putting out new music every couple years. I mean, they're really going hard. They're tour music, tour music. Yeah. Because they they understood that to be popular in America, that's what you have to do. Right. It's tour, album, tour, album. And we talk about it in every fucking episode, basically. At this point, if you've been listening and you don't get that, are you listening? Yeah. And if you are not, like, super popular, super famous... And you're in a band, you make your money by doing that. Yeah. By constantly doing that yearly rotation of tour, album, tour, album. Yeah. So here they are, like, in the midst of all that, after three albums, they're feeling the burnout, right? Mm -hmm. And after September 11th, they felt especially deflated, as the rest of the world did. Mm Mm-hmm. They were supposed to release a video that day, but it featured a large-scale bank robbery, which was deemed perhaps a bit insensitive. So, like, they just didn't release it that day. Everything became so sensitive that day. A lot of shit was supposed to be released that day, wasn't it? Yeah. And, yeah. Which, you know, nope. Understandable. Totally understand. It's totally understandable. We're not gonna... we're, We're shutting down for the day, and that's fine. Yeah, but after this past year, everybody that we've covered... Has had some sort had of run in with nine eleven, some kind of run in with nine eleven, where they like were supposed to release something, and then it was like, oh no, that's bad. No, we need yeah, to take that no. back, or it got delayed because it was supposed to be released that day, yeah. and, everyone and everyone was like, like fuck no, nah. not today. We're not going to work today. No, not today. Not today. The country changed vastly after the terror attacks of nine eleven. I mean, we all fucking know that mm-hmm. it had become much more difficult for them to tour. And even the band members were feeling the pressures of another potential attack because some of them were living in New York City at the time. Mm-hmm. Like Richard was living with a girlfriend or staying with her at the time. Uh, I think Flacca was also staying. Like a lot of the band members were in the city when it went down. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so flying became harder. Touring became harder. Going to new places. It just wasn't the same anymore. I mean, being an international man became extremely difficult. Yeah. I mean, everybody's on a list. Everybody's kind of like looked at differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So nobody's nobody's having a good time with this. It was actually so bad that Flaka left the band very briefly. Really? He was so stressed out and so upset and so just like disillusioned from everything he got caught up in the panic that the rest of the country was feeling at the time. And so he went back to Germany. Wow. And they were actually in the midst of a tour. And he's like, nah, I got to go. And they're like, yeah, I do what you got to do. This sounds vaguely familiar. Were they on tour with like Ozfest or something? I think it was I think it was either Ozfest or Manson. I don't remember. Yeah. It could have been Ozfest. I vaguely remember this. Maybe it was Ozfest and Manson, actually. Could have been. Yeah. 
After taking a moment to recollect himself, though, he was back with the band touring in the States. But this was going to be their last tour in the U.S. for quite some time. Because, again, they felt really disillusioned by the country that they thought was supposed to be so open and encouraging for the freedom of expression. I remember this was, like, the beginning of the end of their real regular touring of America. And after that, I remember everyone went to their last tour with either Manson or Ozfest. And everyone was like, well, if you don't go now, you're never going to see him again. Right. Because they were just like, we're going back to Germany. Yep. They were so, and I don't blame them, they're so burnt out because they're just going all around America. And yeah, they are famous. They are getting that popularity they wanted. But they're also getting so much, like, just flack from everybody. Mm -hmm. And they're just, they have to fight so hard just to say their messages and perform their shows the way they want. And they felt a real restriction in that artistic freedom. I mean, if you think about it, they felt enough restriction and oppression from America when they were touring before 9-11. Yes. Can you just imagine how much they were feeling afterwards? Precisely. Like, I can't even... Yeah. It's too much. It's a lot. And again, they're already having just internal issues. Yeah. So they knew they needed to chill the fuck out. Maybe, like, step on the brakes a little bit. Yeah. This was a critical time in Rammstein's career, and many may not know this, but they were close to breaking up around this time. Like I said, burnout, they were actually really frustrated with Till being seen as the face of the band. Because, I mean, let's face it, because he's the lead singer and just he has that face. Everybody's like, oh, Rammstein's Till. But everybody's like, but he's not. Well, he has that stereotypical two Americans German look. Yes. The very sturdy. But they all do. Yeah, but he was more like that sturdy and hearty, stern kind Mm. of guy. Yeah. I'm here Tell for me it. about it. I'm here for it. What? I'm here for what it. What are we talking about? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> there was just a lot of uncertainty as to where they were going to go musically as well. They took some time to sit down and chat, almost at a therapy level, and ultimately decided oh they were God, going to stay together. Oh my God, was this like their Frank, Frank Leditz? Yeah. They got, the banana, they got stickers. banana stickers for this. <laughs> but like, they probably also kicked it out. We're like, we don't, we don't fucking need you here. We just, we have to talk this out like, like a band, like... My God, this is like some kind of monster when they but, kicked out their therapist who thought of, he was part of the band. Oh my God. <laughs> I was going to say, it's probably a lot less interesting because I'm sure Rammstein was just like, no, we're, we're adults. We can just handle this and none of us are going to chew gum yeah. throughout the entire fucking thing. And nobody beat around the bush. They just kicked him out. Yep. Yep. See, what makes Rammstein work so well is that they treat the band as a total democracy. Not one member is more important than the other and everyone gets a say in what they're doing. So now they're still together, still working like that tight-knit, well-oiled German machine. I thought you were going to say, like, that tight butthole. They are also working like a tight butthole. I'm thinking about their butts now. (laughs) Damn it. And in 2003, they released the album Rise, Rise? Rise, Rise. Oh, Rise, Rise. That's right. Rise, Rise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was Rise, Rise. Yeah. But I'm not good with German. (laughs) And they still had their clever lyrics along with political and overall controversial themes. The single Mind Tale, My Part. Yeah. Mind oh. Tale. Mind Tale. Tile. Tile. Which is German for My Part. Mm-hmm. Was inspired by a story of Armin Maywies. Maywies? Do you. I don't know. I'm better at reading it. Armin Maivet? Uh, Maivet? Oh, okay. Maybe. Armin Maivet? 
He was the man who found a volunteer on the internet to let him eat his penis. But he ended oh! up eating the whole, killing the victim and eating a large amount of his flesh. I remember, remember the, that. Yes! Like, I don't think it was Craigslist, but it was like something on the internet. And he was like, I'd like a volunteer so I can like eat part of your flesh. I'm not going to kill you. I just want to eat your flesh. But then he ended up killing him. Yeah. Like he ended up, well, I, I started to read about it. It's really fucked up. Like he cut off his penis. He didn't like actually, I don't think he sealed up the wound or sealed it up properly. And, like, the guy died, like, he started to pass out in the bath. Yeah. And, like, he was dying, and, like, he came out of the bath, and then, like, Armin's like, nah, I'll just stab you in the neck, and then he just ate some of them. All right, cool. Like, they tried to eat his dick, but, like, the volunteer was like, I can't, it's too chewy. Like, seriously, of all the body parts you're going to try and eat? Like, the dick is, like, the last thing That's, like, thing the worst. Yeah, no. That's, no. No. But, yeah, so songs like this was on that. <laughs> But the most famous song off this album has to be America. Yep. A social commentary about the way the U.S. has taken over the world culturally. It's a critique on America's sense of imperialism and the propaganda the government perpetuates to make the rest of the world see them as a global police force. And when Which, I... you know who knows about global police forces? Germany. Yep. Um, What I like about this song is that it's almost... Its lyrics are almost mocking Americans. Oh, it's 100% mocking Americans. Americans only know that whenever they speak in German, it's to make fun of them. So they will use outdated words that Germans don't really use anymore. Oh. So, like in the chorus, he says, We're all living in America. Um, America is wunderbar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because Americans go around going wunderbar, wunderbar because that's the only fucking German word that they know, but Germans don't use that word very much. Then Uber. Yeah. Before it was a car service, guys, it was a German word that people used to mean very. Yeah, people use that a lot. Yeah. Um, And I feel like Rammstein kind of does that a lot. Their lyrics aren't very complicated. Mm-mm. If you have a very basic knowledge of German, you can pretty much figure out what they're saying. Yeah. Um, without the help of Google or anything. But this was like Oh. When I listened to it, I was like, you're just taking the piss out of us, aren't oh, you? Oh yeah, they are. I mean, this is really for the first time when they write I mean, they wrote at least half the song in English because they mm-hmm. wanted Americans to know like, we're making fun of you. You know, yeah. they name drop they... Mickey Mouse and Coca-Cola and Santa Claus. Yeah, like every capitalistic piece of garbage that America fucking loves, they yeah. have it in this song. Yeah. And, and like and I think they deliberately even though they're singing it in English, they still deliberately have a very heavy German accent when they when they sing it. And I think oh, they yeah. did that on purpose. Oh. And I kinda love them for it. So Yeah. Cause it's funny, um, to listen to them speak English, just speak it. It is actually like very American. Yeah, I'm sure they've been speaking English for quite a long time, and they know it, Oh, but they choose to not speak it, which is totally fine. Oh, no, I I don't hold that against them at all. I think that's great that they don't. And no, I was just bringing that up as a commentary on a lot of times in Europe when they learn English, they learn British English. Yes. And they don't speak with British accents. They definitely speak with American accents. Yes. So... Interesting. I wonder if they do that also to make fun of us, which good for you if you are. And also, they but could... it also could be because they spent years here. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like their first tours here, they probably learned a lot of their English here. Oh yeah, majority, I'm sure. So Risa Risa was well received and landed itself in the Billboard charts. So they were still 
kind of popular over here at this mm-hmm. point. They still had six outtakes left over, which they were going to use on an album called Risa Risa Volume 2. But they ended up calling their next album Rosenrot, though it was still considered, oh, though it still contained the outtakes in addition to five new tracks. Rosenrot. Sure. <laughs> Rosenrot. I'm sorry. This is so hard for me. It really is. I don't know German. 2006 to 2007 saw Rammstein taking a well-earned hiatus, which was just a year, but I guess it's still a hiatus. Yeah. I mean, I would like a year off. Yeah. No, honestly. Oh, my God. A year off. Can you imagine? My God. I just sleep. I just sleep for an entire fucking year. When they got back into the studio, it took them two years to work on their sixth album, Liebe ist für alle da? Liebe ist für alle da. Love is for everyone. Yes. That's it. <laughs> that's the baby. Yes. That's where the sausage lies. That's where the sausage dog is buried. And it was rife with controversy for the masses to get uppity about. Of course. Because sex. Oh. You know, it's weird. Because as uppity as everybody gets about, like, the fascism or, you know, the cannibalism, what really gets them in a lot of trouble is the is sex. the sex. Guys, consensual sex is fine. Because. You know what's a because... more fucked up thing to normalize for your kids? Violence. You know what's yeah. not that crazy to normalize for your kids is, like, sex. But you know. Consensual sex. But you know where, where the dog is dead and lies buried? Um, we're all Puritans at heart here. I mean... We can't get out of it. I guess not. We Thanks, can't. Jesus. Thanks, Mayflower people. Yeah, fuck you, pilgrims. You know what? Thanks, pilgrims. I'm not going to celebrate Thanksgiving this year. We probably shouldn't, period. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we it's really a really guys. It's not something to celebrate. No. But not. also... It's okay. Christmas sucks. will take it over soon enough, anyway. Yeah. No, we're bringing Yule back, bitch. Hashtag bring back Yule. Bring it back. Bring it back. The band really let loose with the music video for the lead single, Pussy. Yeah. Yep. They got together with the director, Jonas Ackerlund. Oh, He's... Jonas Ackerlund. Yeah, but I like calling him Jonas Ackerlund. <laughs> he was the guy in Bathory. He was also the guy who made Lords of Chaos. He was also the guy that directed a ton of Madonna music videos. So this happened. This guy. <laughs> so this guy. <laughs> so this guy. <laughs> But they they hired him to make the music video featuring the band playing out stereotypical hardcore porn scenes. They aren't simulated. This is actual sex and porn happening, but body doubles are used for any actual penetration. The video is only featured on porn sites because, you know, it's porn. Wait, is are the band members in it? But when there's actual sex going on, they use body doubles. But are they making it seem like the band members are having sex? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I looked it up. <laughs> I did not. Which, by the way, you can only really find it on one German porn site. So it's not like on Pornhub or anything? No. Well, oh. I didn't check Pornhub. We should check Pornhub. Well, that's my fault. I should have checked Pornhub. Well, now I'm going to go check Pornhub. Well, when we're done with this, I'm going to check Pornhub because right. I want to see it now. I mean, it's just a goofy sex video. <laughs> It's not even that it's not even that hot because it's really goofy. <laughs> like, as you can tell, they're just having fun with it. Everybody's just having a good time. Everyone's having a good time. Flocka plays a he she. 
Aww. It's really fucking funny. It's like, they, they're having fun with it, guys. Like, consensual adult sex is fine. It's nothing to fucking sneeze at. It's fucking fine. Ockerland also directed the video for another single, Ik Tu Dear Weh. Why don't I just, like, write these out and give these to you? Ik Tu Dear Weh. Ik Tu Dear Weh. I hurt you. Mm-hmm. And it features the band just performing the song. And they use this really cool effect that has a light shining from Till's mouth. So when he opens his mouth, it's like he has like a little light bulb on in there. Oh, it's kind of like you put little glow sticks in there. I think like, I don't know what the fuck they used for the effect. And they oh. like have a cable coming out of his mouth. So it looks like he's like an electrical light bulb. Huh. It's really cool. I would like my own Till lamp. Thank you. It's a Till lamp. Till lamp. Yeah. Mm. I, I Doubles as a dildo. Yeah, but like 100%. Oh, my God. <laughs> your own, your very own light up till dildo. Fine with it. When you're done, stick it on your nightstand. You got a lamp. Yep. There you go. It comes with its own slightly comes alcohol. Comes with its own. <laughs> hey, yo. Uh, All right, I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, it's great. It's good. It's good. The lyrical content, however, goes a little too far under the subject of sadomasochism and got the band put on the index of the Federal Department for Media Harmful to Young Persons. They wrote this in German on Wikipedia, and fuck you, I didn't even put, fucking put on my notes because I'm not even trying. Oh, man. But yeah, Germany has its own like list for this shit. And because of this, their album could not be displayed where minors may be able to see it because it can only be purchased by adults. They ended up rewriting some of the lyrics so it could be sold as just a normal album. So that Walmart won't ban it? Well, Walmart probably still banned it, because Walmart. Because Walmart. But the next year, the courts decided to waive the charge and remove the record from the list, and they were able to release the record as normal again. Oh, well, that's nice. They like, were like, I guess we're being a little bit uppity, aren't we? <laughs> Ooh. After nearly 10 years away from the States, Rammstein decided absence can make the heart grow fonder. And can it? In this sense, can it? I think it did. All right. They decided to kick off a U.S. tour with a sold-out show at Madison Square Garden. Well, yeah. It was a big fucking deal. BFD. Clearly, the lack of German metal was felt here, and we were more than grateful to have them come back. Yeah, honestly, I don't... I can't even think of other German metal bands that would be as big as Rammstein that would sell out Madison Square fucking Garden. I honestly have no idea because they don't exist for the next few following years the band released a greatest hits collection and some live concert dvds and all that stuff at that point they had made the decision to put rammstein on the back burner many went to go work on side projects like richard creating his band emigrate and till lindman creating the band lindman with peter tagtgren what peter tagtgren what is that He's, like, Swedish. <laughs> oh. oh, if it's Swedish, I have no fucking yeah, clue. Yeah, no, you tried real hard, though. Trying real hard. For a while, it seemed they were teasing the possibility of the boys getting back together to work on a new album for 2015. But they surprised everyone by announcing a documentary coming out about their time in America instead. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, but they surprised everyone by saying no. <laughs> I mean, they kind of did. Nine. And somewhere in this timeline, which I forgot to put in my notes... They totally released their own brand of dildos. Of course they did. So you could get a till dildo. Are they like... A tildo. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, 
Now I just have Tildo Baggins stuck in my head. <laughs> Tildo. Tildo Baggins. The biggest little dildo of them all. I don't know. I mean, um, I imagine his dildo is quite large. Though they were clearly working on something new, because in 2017, they said they had about 35 songs that were nearly complete. Jesus. Right? So they went to work for two years, and just this past May, they released their seventh studio album, which was actually just left untitled. Okay. The first single called Deutschland came with, of course, a controversial music video, depicting different times in Germany's history, from the Middle Ages to the witch hunts to World Wars One and Two, the Cold War, and futuristic space shit. It's just there's a lot going on here in this video. It's actually really Guys, fucking cool and cinematic. Germany's got history. Wait, what? History. What? But there's much violence within it, and many are pushing back on the fact that they depict concentration camps. Because oh, you Holocaust fucking deniers. It happens. Like no, I don't even think it's Holocaust deniers. I think people are like, you're being insensitive by doing no. Holocaust footage. <sighs> I mean, I didn't go too deep into the controversy because I'm like, guys, like, I watched it. It's, yes, they depict some really graphic violence. But, I mean, it's no different than if you watch a Holocaust That's movie. That's what I'm like, saying. Life is beautiful or Schindler's List. Like, they're not doing it in they're a not- way that's... They're not exploiting fuck it. fuck Jews. They're doing it in a way that's like, yo, we did some fuck shit. Yeah. We need to reckon with that. They're not exploiting it. They're using it in a way, I guess, as a teaching tool, much the same way that any documentary would. It yeah. just so happens that the backdrop is metal, industrial metal. Like, Yeah. And I think like people decided that, like, oh, because it's metal and it's angry. Because these guys have their own brand of dildos. They can't have <laughs> they can't use this in their video. Which, you know, I understand that, but <laughs> they're just trying to be serious for a fucking second. Yeah. It's fine. Let it be serious I mean, it's for not a second. fine, but that's the whole point, is that it's not fine, and they are talking about that. Yeah, if hundreds and thousands of tourists can go through Auschwitz or Dachau or something like that every day. Yeah. These guys can use some footage from the Holocaust that fucking happened. Yeah. And use it as a way to be like, yeah, we did some fucked up shit. Right. They're not at all glorifying it. It's not at all a glorified look at it by any means. Because, again, many seem to be missing social commentary and the dark outlook that they portray. They just want to get mad. Yeah. Because that's what they know. Well, they are currently touring Europe to support the album. And with any luck, they'll come to the U.S. again soon. Because I want to see them. Yeah, I do too. I would also really like to see them perform this new album. Because it's Oh, yeah. No, seriously. I would say the only one I wasn't in love with was Rosenrote. Rosenrote. That's the only one I was like, I would say is like, you could skip over that one. But everything else is a solid jam. And, but, like, this is a very good album. Yes, it is. This goes back to definitely, like, Sinsukt and Mutter and those kind of feels. Like, it's solid. It has a lot of um, electronica. Yes, which is what I really like about Rammstein. Yeah, they mix the two very well. The electronica and the uh, German metal is seamlessly put together. Yep. Very good. Perfectly stitched. However, there has been a little talk about this being Rammstein's last album. Oh. 
but I'm hoping time will tell and time will tell like, nah, we're cool. We're just joking. Even if they came back every five, six, seven years and were like, yeah, we'll do another one. And they just like jerk off and come out with (laughs) something like they're self-titled from this year. Yeah. Yeah. Give it to me. Here for it. Yeah. Seriously, though. They're still stirring up controversy after all this time by doing things they know will upset any naysayers. Good. Like the kiss shared on stage between Richard and Paul and Russia over this past summer in protest of the homophobic laws there. Yes. This is why I like Rammstein. Yeah, right? They don't give a fuck. They're like, yeah, well, they probably kiss each other all the fucking time and they don't even, they're probably like, yeah, it's fine, guys. I'm not gay. I just love my friends. It's fine. Maybe they, maybe a little Dutch rudder. A little Dutch rudder. A little bit. But that's how they're not gay. Because <laughs> they Dutch They're rudder. just helping each other out. Just helping each other out. Friends, Touring is hard. Just friends helping each other out with a little Dutch rudder. It's Dutch fine. rudder. <laughs> this is almost worse than the Devin Townsend episode. <laughs> it really is. But you know, if there's any band that's going to make us do it. It's, it's Devin Townsend be- and Rammstein. Yeah. I mean, like. Attractive, but also like Rammstein's horny. <laughs> what guys? Guys, Rammstein is horny. <laughs> but they are like Jesus Christ. And here's the thing: they get it. They get it everywhere they go. They just have to like walk out, and every everybody's like, "Yep, yeah, drop and trow. I don't I care mean, who you take and how you I take. Get it. Just do it. I totally get. Yeah. Again, what's your kink? <laughs> When you think about Rammstein, you should acknowledge the fact that the outrageous things that they do are usually to bring attention to injustices, or at the very least, because they're just having a good time. They're not hurting anybody. They're just having fun. Yeah, I kind of get the impression that their two main subjects are sex. Yeah. Or Germany was fucked up back then, guys. Knock it off. Knock it off. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, so fun and seriousness. They, yeah. Yeah. And after all of this, you may be wondering, but why Rammstein? How did this band, singing in a totally aggressive foreign language, manage to become one of the biggest metal bands of all time? I think it's the fact that they don't shy away from controversy. And that's one of the things that makes them as timeless as they are. Their music has a point to it. It's not mindless self-indulgence. I mean, I guess the sex could be considered such, but I also think they have very sexual progressive views, so I'm gonna say it's not. I kind of get the impression that they're just like, oh, you want to fuck with us? Well, we have big dicks, so fuck you. I mean, but like, yes. Could be. Could be. <laughs> then there's how they operate. They treat every band member as an equal, in and out of work. <laughs> in and out. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Rouse, man. <laughs> Ryan Rouse. <laughs> they act more like brothers than coworkers. They help each other through hard times and respect each other's space. And that's really created an environment with very little hostility. There's a really sweet story, I guess, that Richard has is like he was going through a really bad breakup and so was Till. So they like lived together and helped each other through really bad breakups. Oh, my God. Right? Lady boner. I know. Lady boner. For real. I think we should also mention the fact that you can't really stick them in one genre. No. They have those hard guitar sounds of metal, but the electronic beats of industrial... And I think if you made a Venn diagram of those two, Rammstein would be a little spot in the middle. But then you also can mix in like a little bit of like just funk and groove bass and just a lot of different sounds. It's not one thing. They kind of take every part of German music that is the best. Yeah. And like German industrial metal 
craft work yeah and kmfdm and all of these different umbrella there's almost like a they, they almost have like elements of pop post-punk in some of their songs too and some hardcore elements yeah it's there's no solid place to put these guys but they take the best from every genre that they dip their toes into yeah. and and you know mold it into their own sound yeah and it keeps them fresh though and it keeps them interesting you're- Which makes me hope that this is their not this is not their last album. Yeah. So because they really found their roots, I think, too, in this album. Yeah. So I think they still have a lot in them, even if they only release an album every several years. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I I still think they have a lot to give. I get it too, though. They are getting older, and I'm sure the shows they put yeah, on. Yeah, these and guys the are probably at least pushing fifty, aren't they? Probably pushing fifty. Yeah. Late forties, early fifties. But hey, if they're still getting their dicks wet. Go for them, though. Good for you. Am I right? But at the end of the day, there's an authenticity that they exude. Here's a band whose lyrics you very well don't understand, but you still get into the music because you can tell it's coming from a genuine place. They aren't shilling out messages for some corporate fat cats. They put on amazing live shows because they enjoy doing them. And they take their craft seriously, but not so much that they can't have a little fun at their own expense. Rammstein is a full package deal, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And more people should be fucking listening to them. They should. They're a great band. And I just think their just genuineness speaks miles for them. Mm-hmm. And they've done so much. They opened a lot of doors. They pulled out a lot of controversy. But I think unlike some people, they didn't always necessarily do it for controversy's sake. Yeah, I think it wasn't so much for controversy as it was to make people think. Yeah, I mean, and the sex stuff maybe, but the... The sex stuff, like, obviously they were just horn dogs, but, you know. Everybody's got to know that. I know, right? Yeah. After this, <laughs> who isn't? But yeah, even making Americans think about things a little yeah. bit more than they normally would. Yeah, like, yeah, you're right. They wanted to reach not just within Germany, but they wanted to reach all around the world to spread that message. Yeah, and I think when Americans were kind of like, you guys are Nazis, they were just kind of like, you know what? Fuck you guys then. Because, <laughs> like, can't. we're not, we can't with this shit. So we're just going to fuck off back to Germany for a little while and do our own thing. And when you guys grow up, we'll come back. All I, right? I got, I got some bad news for you. <laughs> We didn't grow up. I think we grew down. We, we did the opposite of growing up. Yeah. We failed. We just, we laid down. We laid down real hard. And, and then, you know, have some kummerspeck, some grief bacon. Oh my God. Can we just, all right. We're going to, we're going to close this up so that we can. Uh, On the grief bacon. So we can make ourselves some grief bacon and go visit some Pornhub apparently. Yeah. Cause you know. That's apparently what Rammstein does to us. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, like, guys, there's worse things. Yeah. But seriously, this is an amazing band. You should be listening to more of their music. You can, everybody can find something, I think, too. Yeah, and don't be such an insulted sausage. Just listen to it and be open-minded. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, I think Sensucht, Mutter, and their latest are three incredibly solid albums, and you could listen to them and find at least something you like in it. Yeah, those three are, like, the tits. Yeah. 100%. Those are the three titty lady of the sausage. Yeah. There's also a song on uh, their self-titled, their newest one, called Poopa. 
Yeah. Which I yeah. think is really funny. Like, it, it never fails to make me laugh. <laughs> like, poopa does not mean poop, but it's it sounds like a, it, it sounds should. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's that's the funny thing about German words. Some of them sound like they should mean poop. <laughs> a lot of them sound like they should mean poop, but they don't. Huh. That's weird. Anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you. Listening through our terrible German, well, my terrible German. Mine, your, mine wasn't fantastic but either. You but... definitely learned me some things. Maybe learned the listeners some things. Hopefully, you guys can go out, listen to some good music, get your jam on. If you can see Rammstein perform, at the very least, shit, they put on a show. Even if you don't like the music, just put some head or some fucking earplugs in and go. I mean, see you it. should probably put earplugs in anyway. I am also Save saying that as a thirty-five-year-old woman. So there's Mine that. have gone to shit anyway. I'm bound to get tinnitus and uh Oh, I had like mild tinnitus once for like a day and it was awful. I never want see, it again. Shit's hereditary in my family. Oof. I guess you might I'm surprised as well. I don't have it now, but knock on some damn wood. Yeah, but now they have a cure for it, so it's fine. Oh, nice. Alright, never mind. Do whatever you want. Alright, cool. guys. Fuck this. Listen to music without <laughs> without the earplugs in. It's fine. And drink German beer. Drink, no, seriously. drink the hot dog beer. It's really there's anything delicious. I got out of this, it's like, time to go fuck and drink some hot dog beer. <laughs> time to fuck with some hot dog beer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. And if you're digging what you're hearing, come on and visit our website, www.rockcanypodcast.com. You got your episodes. You got links to all our social medias. We got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're going to post funny pictures i think and you can leave comments on all of them yes you can and sometimes they're funny and sometimes we sometimes make them funny not, but then we'll respond with something hilarious because we are hilarious and if i mean like if you're not into us why are you still listening <laughs> like i got questions for you i get it we're not everybody's cup of tea but get out of here then but if we're not your cup of tea i have a good segue for you go visit our network pantheonpodcast.com over there there's a lot like dozens of different music shows and they range anywhere from album reviews to bad albums to good albums they bands, have time periods of music people who inspired musicians guys every type of show it's there there is bound to be something there to wet your whistle yeah so go check out pantheon podcasts and supporting them supports us so please go ahead and do that and if you would like to support us in some other ways, you can become a patron and you can head over to patreon.com slash rockcandypodcast. You can give us some of your hard-earned money because, frankly, we earned it hard, too. <laughs> we earned money. <laughs> we did a lot of research and talked about sausages a lot today, guys. <laughs> we did. That was uh, for you. But if you give us some of your hard-earned money, you can get... Some cool swag, some bonus episodes, and some really cool shit like a bonus episode every, every And also, month. like, just the good feeling of helping us Help afford better us. equipment and Help. research materials and songs to play during episodes. Yeah. Help us. Help you. That's Help us. Help us. <laughs> That's how Patreon works. <laughs> but yes, and also thank you to everyone who does give. Yes. Y'all are the best. Mm-hmm. Full reels. And yeah. And also we have to say thank you to some people who 
um suggested this we were yeah we wanted to do we it got some suggestions like people were kind of clamoring for rammstein which i thought was really interesting and maybe because all of the stuff that came out this summer but we got a few yeah. people being like hey you guys ever gonna do rammstein and we're like hell yeah we're gonna do rammstein and just I'm you so wait. glad we did <laughs> like i've always liked them but like i'm into them right now yep so that shit's on my playlist folks show go listen to their new their new album it's it's a banger yeah, really slaps. <laughs> and so next week, come on in. New episode, crazy episode, interesting episode. I'm sure it will be quite interesting. Oh, I'm sure it'll be very interesting. It's going to have a lot of 90s jokes. Indeed. Yeah, it is. We're taking you back. Again. Again. <laughs> we have to go back. Back to the island. Baby, go back. Yes, we're going you to. You can blame it all on us. You can it's blame fine. it on us. We, we fucked up. All right. We're leaving. Yeah. All right. So party on, Ashley. Party on, Maggie. And party on, you crazy kids out there. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wunderbar. <laughs> Uber. Beep, beep. <laughs> the makeup. The flames. The blood. The costumes. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the music. I'm Tom. And I'm Zeus. And a band we followed and loved our entire lives, KISS, is what we talk about on Shout It Out Loudcast. It's your weekly KISS podcast where we cover everything about the hottest band in the land. News, reviews, rankings, guests, stupid jokes, laughs. It's all here. And for a band that doesn't take itself seriously, we sure as hell don't either. So join us every week where it's always the right place to... Shout it out loud. You've got nothing to lose. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.